0: The killing of Breonna Taylor put a spotlight on Louisville, Kentucky. In March, Louisville police raided Taylor's apartment. Her boyfriend said he mistook them for intruders. And after he fired a shot, police opened fire, killing Taylor. Since then, Breonna Taylor's name has become a rallying cry around the country for police reform. — And in Louisville, there's been upheaval in the police force. In the wake of Taylor's death and another fatal police shooting of a Black man, the police chief was fired. Then his successor stepped down. And now, in two days, a third police chief will take the job on an interim basis. This time, it will be the city's first Black woman to lead the force. Welcome to The Journal our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, September 29th. Coming up on the show, an interview with Yvette Gentry, Louisville's new
1: police chief.
2: This episode is brought to you by Indeed.
0: Yvette Gentry served as a police officer in Louisville for more than two decades. She came out of retirement to take the role of interim police chief at a time when protests over Breonna Taylor's killing continue to roil her city. We spoke to her as she sat with the department's press person earlier today. What would you say is the mood in Louisville right
1: now? It's a tense mood. Very tense mood right now. Everywhere. Everybody is just really apprehensive about a whole lot of things. So it's tense, but I'm hopeful. There were many people recruited for this job
0: and not many who wanted it. Why did you take this job?
1: I took it because I I really felt like I was a person with my previous experience and then just my life experience that could come in here and get us started towards a path of truth and reconciliation. I really felt that in my spirit. I prayed over it. And I decided to step up, and I can see why a lot of people wouldn't want to do that. It's a very difficult time to try to lead, and I absolutely left a great life of comfort. But I feel like sometimes you have to give up your own comfort to help other people find theirs, and so um, that is why I'm here.
0: What can you do in this new job to ease that tension that's in Louisville right now?
1: I can listen to people. I think people scream and yell when they don't feel heard. And I've been in that position before when I felt like my voice was neutralized. Um, And so I think I can come in and open up my door and just, you know, make myself accessible to people who don't maybe understand all the systems, but just want somebody to look at them in the face and hear their side of um, how they feel and acknowledge it and try to figure out how to best move us forward with all the information, including their feelings.
0: When have you felt like your voice wasn't heard, that you were neutralized?
1: I grew up in this police department. You know, I'm 50 years old now, but I started working here when I was 20 years old. When I was on the police department, Black females were 1% of this agency. More times than not, I was in a room by myself with nobody who ever looked like me. And so sometimes my experiences and my voice was neutralized in a whole lot of ways. And then, when I did speak up, I felt like that there were systemic ways to kind of try to put me back in my place, just to be honest with you, like uh, taking money from the budget, things that you can't always point to. And so with that being my experience, I understand that, both as an officer, as a woman, and just as a person.
0: Do you feel like the relationship between the community and the force is broken?
1: It's very strained. In some areas, it may be broken, but it's, it's certainly strained. But I don't think it's uh, irreconcilable. What is the first thing you're going to do to show the community that you hear them? I'm taking the boards off my window the moment I get sworn in, just to let them know that they don't have to break out a window to get access to me, that my door is open, that they don't have to scream because I'm listening. And I think it just starts with me extending that first hand out to say, I hear you, I value you, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge what your 120 plus days of using your voice has done to open up conversations across this world that I haven't seen being held in a very long time. They're looking for concrete steps
0: to show that police reform is underway. Beyond just taking these symbolic steps of taking the boards off your windows, what can you offer?
1: Well, I mean, there is a top to bottom review of our police department. There are already some agreed upon reforms, so I'm not at all trying to say that we don't have work to do. I'm just saying that while there are reforms that are going to be forced upon us from other people, there's certainly got to be work that we decide to do on our own and Kind of create a shared vision. So we absolutely have to look at our uh, rules and standards, but I still believe we can change all the tools in the world, but we have to make sure that we're selecting the right people and that the system allows for good people to have a voice to get through, and they have to be able to trust it, just like we need our community to trust our police department. We need our police officers to trust our command staff and vice versa
0: and Now you're serving in an interim position until the next chief is hired, expected at the end of the year. Do you feel like you can have an impact in the department with that amount of time?
1: I feel like I can because I know the police department and I know the city and I know the systems better than most people. So I don't know, I'm not a part of the search for the next chief. I don't know if that person's going to come from inside or outside. But if they come from outside, then they're going to have a learning curve. And I don't think we have the value of a lot of time where we are not moving and doing some work. And so that's why I said I will come in in the interim position and hopefully set that new chief up for success.
0: What has life on the outside taught you about the department that you can bring in now?
1: I feel like I spent my whole life building a product that I don't always recognize right now. And I'm I'm saddened by the divide that's in a community. That's not the police department I left. We never had this level of tension. And so that is one of the reasons that I came back. And then just secondly... I could see where people would feel like they had to protest just to get basic information. And I think some of that was beyond the control of the actual communication team on our side of the street. But we have to get to the bottom of all of that. Like I said, I'm kind of coming in new and I have my own perceptions, but it would be irresponsible for me not to look at the information and really get to the facts. And that's what I'm committed to.
0: So looking at the killing of Breonna Taylor, what was your reaction to the grand jury decision not to indict two of the officers involved?
1: Because that case is still open on the FBI side, it's inappropriate for us to comment. So you can ask in generalities, but we can't talk any specifics. I will say this, though. I'll answer this question. I think I was sitting pen to paper waiting for some evidence because I'm coming back and I'm waiting for the attorney general, too, because he had evidence and I had not had an opportunity to see any of it just to hear what he had to say and to figure out what the scope of his investigation was. So I sat there just like everybody else in the community and, you know, walked away from it with a lot of questions as well.
0: A judge ordered Kentucky's attorney general to release recordings of the grand jury session in the Breonna Taylor case after one of the jurors raised concerns. What do you think about releasing grand jury deliberations?
1: I'm interested to see what the scope of what he provided but my only concern is I think after all of this cry for justice and I agree that we need to get justice and get to the bottom of it I just wouldn't want anything released that would prevent us from actually having a trial at some point and and figuring out what really happened in the proper setting so I understand you know trying to balance people's need to know but how do we put that in a manner that we start from start to finish and give people who have been asking what happened in this case Case, the context that they need. We'll be right back.
2: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com journal terms and conditions apply
0: this episode is brought to you by workday get the whole band together with workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance with Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever, and you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. Welcome back. So the officer who was fired, the one who was indicted by the grand jury, Brett Hankinson, had stepped down from his role before Louisville with a recommendation from his supervisor that he not be rehired, according to reports. And this is a pattern we see at police departments across the country. An officer who gets fired or gets in trouble at one department gets hired somewhere else. How can you ensure that cops with a bad job history aren't rehired again by your department?
1: We have to have the right people. And so I think one of the reforms that was already agreed upon is that even if they leave under the suspicion of investigation, that we will certainly... Make sure that that is noted. But one thing I will tell you from experience is people, because of their own policies, and I'm sure I don't know where you work, but they have this policy of if somebody leaves, they can't tell any details about that person's employment. And when I used to do Mm -hmm. background investigations, that is what I often found. Um, And so that's the kind of stuff that we have to look at across all systems, even if they're coming from another police department or just another you know, another profession, people being able to be honest and look at those HR policies and say that because that is what I found. I had police departments say to me before off the record, don't hire this person and I never would push that person forward, but I never had them give us the documentation, you know, and so that's the part that we need to change. Even though our numbers are down in the pool that we're pulling from is pretty shallow pool of people who want to be the police right now, We certainly can't take the wrong people, regardless of it all.
0: When you took this job, the Louisville mayor said you are passionate about helping the city address systemic racism. How do you address systemic racism in public safety?
1: I think when he was saying that, and I've been very clear to him, I won't make it a single struggle issue uh, because I realized that, you know, even all my years, even when I was a deputy chief, and, you know, we tell people that our kids that you know, if they go to school and they get a good education and they do well, that they can, you know, work anywhere and live anywhere. And this city did not show up for my own children uh, when I did all of that and they did those things. And so I know the systems don't actually always work for black people and poor people. That's why I came back, and I'm committed to making sure that we look across the board and make sure that there really is a pathway for people. I think that's why you see so many people angry. They're hearing about these opportunities that they don't really and have never had access to, and that's not acceptable for us if we want to consider ourselves a world-class city.
0: You are also the first Black woman to serve as police chief in Louisville. How do you think that will inform your decision-making and conversations about this?
1: First female, too. And I think females just bring a different perspective. Um, We're not going to overpower our way. I never could on the street, right? When I first started this job, I was about 100 pounds. Um, So I Mm -hmm. learned the value of effective communication and talking to people to get them to work with me. So I bring that in. That's something that a lot of times we're reluctant to do is just tell people the truth about our own experiences. Like for me to come in here and say, there's no such thing as systemic racism when I had it too. You know, in 2005, I had one day of joy because I worked really hard to study for the lieutenant's exam. And I came out number two. And I remember seeing the list come out and being so happy. And then just hours after, it was a lot of negativity by people, you know, saying, how does she get to be number two? You know, she had to cheat and she had to do all of this stuff. And I'm sitting here saying, I worked beside you all for so long, and I worked so hard, and I took the tough jobs, and now you're telling me I'm not good enough to be number two, right? So I have to speak about that so that the person out there is saying that there are some things that are not fair that I can look at them in their eye and say, yes, you're right. —
0: How will you approach the balancing act of keeping the trust of your officers and department while also making significant reforms and
1: changes? I don't think it's a balancing act. I think there's as many police officers as we need that want to go forward and do things that have the integrity that it's gonna to take to do it. I think we just speak truthfully and we do things the right way, and it takes care of itself. I don't I don't see this line in the sand where I have to balance. I think I have to do what's right when it's not popular. And I think at the end of the day, the right people will respect that. What's your hope for Louisville come the end of the year when the new chief is hired?
0: I hope that that we will be on a path towards reconciliation. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: That's all for today, Tuesday, September 29th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.